We're back again, Miss Gibson. Uh, a full episode. I think we're ready to rock. We're ready. We're ready. Want to welcome everyone uh, back to Bear to the Bone. This is episode one of season 2021, and we're excited to have uh, Leslie Zora, one of Merced High's own uh, teachers and former student, here to talk about an exciting new program um, here on campus and actually throughout our district, Nurtured Heart. Welcome, Leslie. Hi. Hello. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for for joining us. Um, I just want to begin and give you an opportunity to tell us a little bit about uh, yourself, your background as a former student of Merced High. Yeah, so I, I graduated from Merced High in 2014 and uh, came back to teach here and I'm super excited to be here and um, I always say once a bear, always a bear. And so um, it's just that orange and black pride runs through my blood. So. Oh, I, I, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> evident with your smile from ear to ear. Um, what brought you, What? how did you go from a student to teaching? What were some of the inspirations, um, experiences that you had that got you to where you are today? Um, so here at Merced High as a student, I don't think I, I ever thought about being a teacher as much until I myself was in high school and saw the impact that some of my own teachers had on me and um, not just on me, but on other kids in my classes and how they were able to just show them their potential and show them how awesome they were. And I had some amazing uh, teachers who inspired me to go into education. And um, not only did I learn skills about content in their classes, but I just learned skills about life and um, how to be a good person. And they taught just things that matter. Um, And I wanted to be that person. You know, one, you you bring up a great point because I think that's one thing we pride ourselves on and not just teaching the academics for our kids, but, but life as well. I'm going to ask, can you give me a name or two of who inspired you? Yeah. So some specific teachers, um, a while ago I had a teacher named Miss Andrea Adams was here for a few years and she really inspired me to, um, she, she, suggested that I look into teaching. Okay. Um, and then uh, Mr. Abuela, he's still here, uh, was a great teacher I had. Mr. He taught a. some awesome life skills in his class and just, um, he was he was a great person. And just everybody here um, has that belief in students. And I wanted to continue that, um, I don't know, tradition, I guess. And uh, <laughs> in, in, in continuing it, you, you certainly are. Um, you've taught several different subject areas, currently social studies. You want to talk about some of the different subjects and what you're currently teaching now? Yeah. So I've taught um, ag and I had primarily ag sciences and then I switched over to social science and now I teach primarily freshman seminar and health and I have one period of seniors and it's actually kind of cool because my senior period, I had a bunch of them as freshmen and sophomores in wow. ag biology a few years ago and now I have them again as seniors. That's so, exciting. Did you tell them, did you tell them you were going to be on this podcast? Uh no, they don't Not know yet. yet. <laughs> well, they don't know yet. You know those kids, they like to listen to podcasts. We want to make sure they get, they get that information. Um, we're excited about Nurtured Heart. Uh, I want to give you an opportunity to tell us a little bit about the program um, beginning with that and what brought you into it. What made you decide to take the lead of that program here on campus? Yeah, so um, the Nurture Heart Approach, a few, about 
the beginning of last year, uh, I got trained on Nurtured Heart Approach and went to a training. And uh, our district lead, Viviana Barajas, um, she just had contacted me and was like, wow, I can tell that you're very into this training and you, you want to know more. And I reached out to her and was like, please tell me more. I want to get certified in this. And so I actually just went through my certification over oh, wow. summer. So it is a week long. Um, usually you fly somewhere to do it, but it was over Zoom this summer. Okay. Um, and so I just got certified in nurture in the Nurtured Heart Approach. Congratulations. So thank you. I'm super excited about it. And um, it was just when I heard her speak about what this approach is, it totally aligned with like my values and what I believe and what I want to um, accomplish in, in my classroom and what I want my students to believe about themselves. And I just dived right in. I was like, I need to do this because it's what's good for kids. And that's my life approach as a teacher, I guess, is what's good for kids and what do the kids need? And yeah, they need this. <laughs> a- absolutely. And, and this is what, so to the listener who doesn't know much about or anything about Nurtured Heart, what can you tell them? So Nurtured Heart, I would say, is a method for building intentional relationships. Um, In the school system, we use it with students and teachers, but it can be in in any relationships in your life, anywhere where there's relationships, you know, with your coworkers, your parent to student or parent to, to child or staff to student, student to student. A lot of us don't see the greatness in each other. We always look for the negative because we're programmed that way. Um, And this approach really focuses on how can we reprogram our brains to see what's great about ourselves. And in turn, we can see what's great about others. Um, And it does so in a very, um, there's, there's steps and there's processes and everything to it as well. But um, it does so in a way that is easy to understand to anybody. You don't need a degree to learn nurtured heart. You don't need to have like a master's in psychology or anything like that. You just need to be a a person. So I've got a chance. I've got a chance is what you're saying (laughs) to learn. I've got a chance. Okay. That's good. Yes. That's good. (laughs) Anybody can learn it. (laughs) That's good. So, um, as, as a teacher, give us an example of what can be done in that relationship between the teacher and student as they're engaged in trying to help the kid. Yeah, definitely. So um, I think it a lot of times as teachers uh, with classes, you know, these large classes and we're trying to meet the needs of all of our students, it can be difficult to meet their needs. And so sometimes uh, I think we get frustrated with ourselves, not as much with our students. It's, it's in ourselves, right? Like we're just why aren't we being good enough? Like, why can't we help this kid? Whatever it is. A lot of it is our own frustrations. And I think a lot of teachers can agree with me. Yes. Miss <laughs> Gibson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's like when we, we, we seem frustrated or we seem not all there 90% of the time, it's because we're frustrated with ourselves. Like, how can we help these kids? And we get in our own head. And so um, with this approach, something that I've, you know, been doing and I, I found to be just transformative in my classroom is um, to – number one, reset myself and realize like what I'm here to do, which is to help these students and then like take a few deep breaths and calm myself down. And then as soon as I'm able to do that, um, walk around and start looking for what's going right. Um, And that could be really hard, especially sometimes if, you know, maybe you have a rowdy class or maybe there's five kids in a group who are sitting there and they're not doing nothing, right? Or it looks like they're not doing nothing. Right. Um, But they have their Chromebooks open they're there. Maybe it's the Tuesday after a three-day weekend. 
those are all things that are going right in that moment. But we don't tell the kids that. We keep those to ourselves. Um, and I notice that when you start telling the kids that, like, hey, guys, like, it's a Tuesday after a three-day weekend, and you're here, your Chromebook's open, like, you're getting to work, like, thank you. It shows me that you're committed to being here. What can I do to help you move on? They automatically light up because you're noticing something good about what they're doing instead of um, – previously I would have said something like, why are we all just sitting here not working? Right. <laughs> What's going on? Right. Um, and so just noticing the things and looking for what's going on right now that is good. And right. when you do that, you see that 90% of the time, a lot of things are going on right. that are all good. And, and the kids are doing a good job. It's just, we are programmed to think if they're not all typing and looking at their computers or writing right away and not like a hundred percent focused in, then they're not working, which a lot of times they're having conversations about our content. If we would take the time to listen and ask them, sure. what are you having a conversation about? They could tell us those things. Sure. So it's really just noticing all the good things that they do in a classroom setting. And, and you mentioned a moment ago, reprogramming. I think it's been a, a year and a half, nearly two years of reprogramming ourselves and how to kind of live and navigate in this world. You bring up a great point, celebrating the kid coming on a Tuesday after a three-day week. And we as working professionals, adults, it's just an expectation. Mm -hmm. it, it just yes. happens. And the idea that us not showing up on, on Tuesday just doesn't um, – doesn't make sense to us. We, we show up and, mm -hmm. and I think we carry over that same expectation of our students when they're coming from so many different situations. Um, we should be celebrating that Tuesday that they came back after a three-day weekend. That's an excellent, excellent example. Um, are you providing uh, training for staff currently on campus and, and, or at least making yourself available? Yes. So um, any, at any time, if any staff wants to come talk to me about it, I'm available. You can come to my classroom, um, email me, whatever you want. Um, but we are doing uh, PD days. So Viviana and myself will be leading. That's uh, professional development. Professional development. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> um, and Viviana and myself will be leading one hour sessions to help teachers um, kind of start to implement this in their classroom. And the goal is to have um, ways that we can bring this to our students and start teaching them about the nurtured heart approach as well. Cause when they can see the greatness in themselves, then they start to see it in each other and they start to see it in their teachers. Cause it goes, it goes both ways. Like sure. that expectation that you mentioned of us having of students, that's an unfair expectation because right. their brain, it's a, they're, it's a teenage brain. They're not fully, they're not adults yet, you know? Right. Um, but at the same time, when students start learning nurtured heart, they also can see a little bit more of our perspective as well. And they can see, hey, maybe this teacher, um, someone in their life has passed away recently, or maybe their kid is sick, or maybe, you know, this is going on. And they're able to have more of that empathetic nature as well when you start introducing it to your students. And one way that I've done that in my class is I'm just honest with them. Like, hey, I have this going on in my life right now. And a lot of times it's hard because you think, oh my God, is that okay? But like, for the most part, they want to know. And then they, they, they like it because they get to know like more of your life outside of just being their teacher. And then you grow and connect that relationship. I, 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 I was going to use that word connection. I, it, it's a connection starter. Yeah, definitely. It, it really is. And, and some of the things that you mentioned, um, things that, that are done and, and said with students and, and the understanding, I, I think a number of staff members not teachers. I see so many examples of that throughout campus or campus liaison, some of our custodial staff, uh, staff members that are behind the scenes, 
um, but are out there making connection with kids. And will that be available to them as well? Yes. This training. Yes. So this training is available to all staff um, and encouraged. And honestly, I think that some of our, our custodians and liaisons do an amazing job Absolutely. connecting with students and hearing their stories because um, they get that time to hear and they're not so worried about like, oh, did I, you know, meet my learning target today or the content? Right. Or this Am or I going to fail Am this gonna, or is this is something due? This, yes. this is absolutely um, a conversation, a comfortable one, one um, that um, provides our students an opportunity to be heard. And, and, and those staff members you mentioned do a wonderful job in, in doing that. That's exciting. It um, is. And, and I can see some of our maybe athletic coaches Oh, Miss Gibson, who coaches tennis, uh, could we see Nurtured Heart uh, during uh, one of those practices? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely something, it's applicable. Uh, one, and once you learn uh, more about it and start attending the trainings, you'll see, like, like I said, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to do this. It's just all about connecting with kids. And a lot of times I think as teachers or coaches, it's like, I don't have time. Like, that's the biggest struggle. It's like, oh, I don't have time. Um, but with nurtured heart approach, like you don't have to, to make any more time. You just embed it into what you are already doing. Um, you're already having a conversation with a kid, so you're just changing the tone of your conversation. You're, um, and so it's little things like that. It, it's not taking any more of your time. It's just, hey, right now I'm going to choose to see the great things about this, about this student so that they can see it in themselves and see it in others, and we can make this like our, our, our climate on our campus, a positive climate. Climate change. Yes. That's the kind of climate change <laughs> I'd like to see happening here. And not to say that it doesn't exist outside of campus, but um, that's an important component uh, to our success. Um, and certainly we can use some uh, some uplifting uh, here on campus. Yeah. Well, and, and actually our campus too, I'm, I want to boast about us Please a do. little bit because our campus, uh, oh, our staff has over 50% of us are trained in the six hour training so far. Um, and wow. so, and there's tons of six hour trainings available. Um, again, all I send out emails with all the dates and everything for staff, but, um, we have two coming up okay. and then again, we have those professional development one hour days with different lessons. And so, um, again, our staff is amazing. We're one of the top campuses right now in terms of people, trained in nurtured heart in the six hour training and who have, um, I've had countless emails of people expressing interest and teachers and wanting to know, know more. So yeah. I'm, I'm super excited. I think this is going to be, um, a shift in our campus culture. Not that our campus isn't already amazing, but even, uh, even listen, more amazing. Room for improvement. I don't think anyone <laughs> would argue with that. And, and listen, uh, the work that you're doing, um, is a reason for those high percentages that we have, uh, people who have completed that training component of what's what's the long-term goal what, what are future plans as you as the leader of the program this year and next year um so i would say long-term goal we want at least 75 percent of our staff trained and staff by staff i mean every, everybody everybody okay um and then along with that we want to push this to students so not only is this something that the staff knows about but the students know like when you come to merced high like we see your greatness. You're going to see each other's greatness. And this is a good place to be. You want to come here. Um, and so one way to do that is uh, Viviana had, had done it before um, our district 
uh, lead had done it before at Yosemite or has done it before Yosemite. And we want to do this on every uh, campus. And I, we really want to start it here at Merced this year, or we will be starting at Merced this year, uh, is greatness groups. So having students come in and basically learn the nurtured heart approach, just like we would train adults, we're going to train students. And when we train these students, they start to tell it to their friends and then their friends want to know more about it. And then right. it just becomes like wildfire and everyone wants to know, how do I, how do I, how do I do this? Right. How do I get involved? And so that, that to me is the ultimate goal to where, uh, you know, uh, someone come on, is coming on this campus next year and we'll know, oh yeah, you're going to go to Merced. You're going to get, you're going to be recognized there. You're going to be appreciated. You're going to want to go to school every day. Uh, Cause that's just the climate on that campus and it, where students know like you here will see your greatness and others will see it as well. A- absolutely. We certainly can use a lot more of that and you certainly don't want to be left out of no. the nurtured heart approach. No, uh, you don't want to be that last person. Um, exciting stuff. We can't thank you enough. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add to to the listener that uh, about Nurtured Heart that um, uh, it would be beneficial to them to know? Um, yeah, I just want to add that, again, this is, I know we talked a lot about it from the teaching perspective, mm-hmm. but we also will have parent workshops that we're going to be doing, sending out parent squares. So this is something that parents can become a part of as well. Wow. Um, so just to look out for those parent squ- squares and communication and to any listeners, if you have any questions, you're always free to uh, reach out to me, come see me in my classroom, whatever it might be, and I can help answer those uh, more in detail and give more dates and information, obviously, outside of wow. the that, podcast that is, setting. That yeah. is great stuff. Yeah. Uh, before we let you go, uh, we have to have our uh, top 10 with Hunter. She's uh, compiled some questions. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, uniquely uh, utilizing some of her students and her own uh, knowledge of you. Okay. Um, top 10 questions with Hunter. Okay, Leslie. <coughs> Sorry. So I actually got these questions from our students. Since okay. We share a lot of the same. Um, okay. And the first thing they want to know is what is your favorite part about being a teacher? Uh, my favorite part about being a teacher is the connection that I get to have with my students. Um, we don't know what we come to school with each day. That goes for everybody, staff, students, teachers. Um, and when you're in that classroom and you're connecting and you see them not only connect with whatever you're talking about content wise, but just the life skills that they're giving you or that you get to uh, be there and teaching them and um, just connecting with them. And when they tell you about their lives or tell you, Oh, I had a football game the other day and we won or, you know, they start telling you things and you're just like, this is so amazing that you want, you want me to know this. Um, And I want you to know about me too, because we're not only, you know, teachers and students, like we're friends. Like I care about you. I care about your life. And so to me, um, yeah, the, the human connection and relationship is the best part about being a teacher. Couldn't agree more. That was something that was really hard about last year being on zoom. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Okay. Um, if animals could talk, which would be the rudest cats? That's exactly <laughs> I agree. Oh my god. I wanna like them. I really do. Every time I see one I try, but they just give me rude vibes. <laughs> okay. This is a good one. Would you rather wear dirty socks or have dirty sheets for the rest of your life? <gasps> uh I'm gonna say socks because I feel like I wear flip flops most of the time. <laughs> okay. Good loophole. That's a good out. <laughs> Um, what's the last place you went on vacation? 
Alabama <laughs> for a wedding. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Roll Tide. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the last movie you watched? Oh, okay. The last movie I watched was Cru- Cruella. Um, best movie, if you guys haven't seen it I yet. I agree. Yes. Ever. Like, the real life Cruella. You d- Cruella is so... Because uh, you, you think, right, she's a villain, and you're like... This is awful. Like, I don't even like her. Why am I watching this? At first, I didn't even want to watch it because I'm like, I hate Cruella. Like, what yeah. the heck? And then you watch it and you see her story and why she is the way she is. And I don't want to give away too much, but it's an amazing movie. And it's very Nurtured Heart, too, because it shows oh. you a different perspective of why she is the way that she is and how she became the quote-unquote villain and how uh, sometimes we don't always see the full picture. So it's a great movie. I agree. <laughs> um okay what do you like to do in your free time uh I don't have much of it but <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but when I do um just any time I get to spend with my family uh my siblings my little brother um friends things like that if I can go like to Pinnacles National Park or Yosemite or somewhere like that any type of mountainy place I would love to do I love to do that and uh working out is like a new a new one lately since uh, COVID I've been like trying to make myself work sure. out two or three times a week. And it keeps me, gives me something fun to do and gives me a goal. So definitely working out for okay. sure. Um, if you could meet anyone living or dead, who would you meet? Oh, that's a really good one. Um, Oh, Hunter, this is a hard one. I know. Oh. I, like, I don't know what I would say. I don't <laughs> even know. I'm like really trying to think. I I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know who would I meet, living or dead. Mother Teresa. There you go. Okay. Yeah. That's a good answer. I don't know. I just like, she has like all of my favorite quotes, like, or a lot of my favorite quotes are from Mother Teresa. And I feel like she's just such a great person. And so I would want to like know more about her, her life. Yeah. Yeah. So inspiration. Yeah. She's one of my inspirations for sure. Okay, and last one. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Um, I, I feel already don't like this answer. No, okay, <laughs> because I feel like everyone always looks at me weird because I don't, I don't have a yes or a no. Like, if that's the only pizza that's there, pizza is pizza and I'll okay. eat it, but I'm not going to choose to order pineapple on pizza. Okay. Does that make sense? Would you pick the pineapple off? No, I would oh, eat it. Like okay. if, if it was at a party or, or a something, an event, and there was pineapple on pizza. I'd pick it I'd off. I'd eat it. <laughs> but I wouldn't order it myself. <laughs> thank you, Leslie. Leslie, thank you so much for joining us. We hope to have you back. Yes, uh, I, I may, would love to and, be back. And maybe next semester with an update. Yes. Maybe yeah, we'll be, be at 75% yeah. the next we'll time we talk or higher. Yes, that'd be amazing. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, that would be exciting. Again, uh, Leslie Zora, uh, a teacher here at Merced High, and our lead for Nurtured Heart. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you. And, and Hunter, we have a couple of students that will be joining us here uh, shortly. We'll get them into the uh, to the studio. Our uh, production manager, uh, Sadia, uh, will uh, get them set up. Um, we'll take a moment, uh, Hunter, to uh, kind of set up this episode or this part of the episode that we're excited about, um, and that's bringing in two students at, uh, each time we, we put one together. I'm calling it Your Voice, Your Time. Um, and the two students that have uh, stepped up to, to join us, uh, Camilla Mendoza, 
and Chelsea Calderon Torres uh, representing uh, Merced High School, the class of 20... 25. 25. That makes you my students, right? Yes. Yay. <laughs> class of 2025. Um, again, thank you for, for being part of this. I wanted to give the students uh, of Merced High an opportunity to be heard. Uh, a lot of things have happened uh, in the last year and a half, particularly, in, in my opinion, to your class. And, and we've talked about this before when I came out to the class to visit, that you really haven't been in school since seventh grade. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how would you have? How would you describe last year as an eighth grader, not on campus? What was that like? Um, eighth grade at home was kind of difficult on me, but I think I got through it pretty good. But the homework and the stress on everything that you had to do without like getting help was pretty difficult. Was it difficult? Yeah. Would you say the same thing? Yeah, I agree with her. Um. For me, it was difficult, like, not having someone, like, that could help me at home, like she said. But I think it was just more that I missed social interaction. Like, I was having a really hard time with that, personally. And yeah. and you, I'm sure both of you have many friends. Did you get the same sense from your friends as well? Yeah, I feel like we were distant. Like, we wouldn't talk as much. We, like, maybe once in a while, but, yeah. Right, and... and Physically not being here kind of prevented you from, even with social media and the phone and all that other stuff, it's not the same. Am I right? Yeah. So so now that you're back, what's it been like? Uh, honestly, it's been pretty fun. Um, I'm glad that we're going out there and doing activities and stuff. Like, I know I'm a part of leadership, so I know they're doing a lot of stuff right now. We're really busy with homecoming coming up. And it's really exciting, honestly, to be back on campus. <coughs> and tennis. Yeah, and tennis. And yeah. tennis. <laughs> I forgot uh, about that. It's been pretty fun for me. I'm in color guard, so uh, I've done, like, two performances for football. It's been pretty fun. I've come to, like, the activities and everything. But yeah. You, you know, it's one thing we've noticed, uh, Hunter, I, I think you'd agree, is the students that now that they are back on campus, the amount of students that have gone out for a variety of different sports and joined clubs and teams – uh, the numbers have been great. Yes, kids are getting involved. It's great to see. No, a absolutely. Um, classroom, the learning part feels different, right? Because everyone's wearing a mask, but feels better. Would you agree? Yeah, it definitely feels better. What's it been like, the, the atmosphere in the classroom? How would you describe it? Um, I feel like my, my peers are interacting more. Like we're using like... We sit in groups in one of my classes, and we talk a lot more than we would have in eighth grade. So, yeah, I think that's a benefit. Yeah, I agree with her. It's been way more easier to learn and take the concept of what we're learning in the class. Beforehand, when we were in quarantine, we wouldn't be able to do that. And now that we are, my grades have been better. So I feel like that's just like for students in general. Right. Uh, and, and we knew that. Um, and I think your teachers have done a wonderful job in presenting the, the work in, in a manner in which um, it was at a pace that was comfortable to start the school year off, considering where we were just not long ago. Uh, do you find uh, kids generally more happy on campus? Honestly, yeah. I feel like the... Uh, 
I feel like everyone's just more happy in general. Like you see a lot more smiling faces than you would on camera, like on Zoom. I know everyone Black would boxes. be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No cameras would be on. No one would be smiling. Oh you know? yeah, I remember that. You told me about that, Miss Gibson. Yeah, that was really hard. <laughs> right. So and, and and we felt the same way. Not having you, which you're the energy to this entire mm-hmm. campus. Uh, you bring life to this campus and, and having you on campus participating in your programs and sports it makes all the difference in the world. Um, do you do you think more kids should get involved, particularly now, um, as they try to come back to school and, and kind of get used to the program and, and how we do things? Honestly, I think kids should be joining sports or clubs or activities because I feel like it gives you more opportunities to meet new friends and get out there unless you have like an academic reason. But I feel like we should be projecting the fun activities and things like that for more students because I feel like it's easier for them to get back their social interacting. Do you think the kids want to interact more? Yeah, I feel like they do, but they're too scared to like open out. Okay. Yeah. Especially Go ahead. Okay. Especially after like a year and a half of not right. going out, not seeing anyone, you know, just being at home with your family. Right. No, yeah. right. So, um, do you foresee yourself continuing your involvement in your programs throughout high school? Yes, definitely. Um, I'm also in band and that's really enjoyable right now. Jeez. I know, like, you're yeah. busy. You're busy. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I, like she said, uh, we went out to a couple football games, and that those were crazy, but they were so fun. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, good. No, it, it makes all the difference in the world. We certainly feel better when we go home. Oh. We certainly feel better when we get up and, and we come to work, uh, knowing that the students are going to be here, too, like yourself, uh, involved, um, staying active, and, and really making the difference here on campus. Um, you noted that your studies uh, are, are better. Mm-hmm. Um, and... With, with regards to that, um, do you feel like uh, you're getting pushed enough in the classroom with, with rigor? Do you think it's at a good level right now? Do you feel like what the teachers are providing um, is at a good pace for you and your classmates? Um, honestly, I think the teachers who are teaching is on a pretty good level, but I also have some teachers who don't really help you, actually. I think they've gotten used to it. <laughs> Oh, I mean like that, but <laughs> sometimes they just give you like the homework and then they're like, watch the video. And then that kind of confuses a lot of students right. when they're learning. Right. I can't thank you two enough for being part of this uh, segment, Your Voice, Your Time. Um, we'll have uh, students lined up for upcoming episodes, uh, Miss Hunter. Yes. And uh, again, thank you, Camilla and Chelsea for joining us. Bear to the bone and uh, maybe have you back next year. What do you think of that? Thank you for having us. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you guys. All right, thank you. Thank you. Hunter, um, that wraps up episode number one. Um, episode one. Episode in one's the book. in the books. Uh, we look forward to upcoming episodes. Uh, look forward to uh, presenting to our listeners uh, more programs about Merced High School and all the wonderful things that occur here on campus. Miss Hunter, till next time. We'll see you smooth. Bye. <laughs>